Are you going through a difficult time? Are you experiencing a season of life that has tested your faith? Hey sister, I'm Rachel Williams and I'm right there with you. I've walked through divorce, single parenting, and in December of 2021, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. I know what it means to feel lost, scared, and defeated. But the good news is that I know that God uses all things for good for those who love Him. I know that He has a plan for me of hope in the future. I want to pass that faith-based confidence on to you. So welcome to your new safe place. Enter into a community where you can be comfortable as we dig into biblical truths and discover hope for encouragement in your life. Because I believe that you are capable of powering through this season with tangible and actionable tools to rely on when you begin to feel hopeless. I'm here today to tell you, friend, that you can walk in godly freedom even when it's hard. It begins with uncovering God's promises in your life and arming yourself with God's truth so that you can conquer whatever hardships that you encounter. I'm here to guide you through the valley so that you can really live in truth and light. Let's shift our mindset from victim to victorious because we are warriors. So come fight with me, sister. Grab some coffee. And let's do this. Wednesday, friends. Welcome back to episode 10 of the She is a Warrior podcast. Um, Christmas is in like 10 days, y'all. I am honestly not sure where the year went, but I'm so excited for some much needed downtime with my family. I love my job, but things are just so busy and chaotic when school is in. I crave slow days at home with nothing to do. But more importantly, really craving the time to just slow down so that we can focus on the true meaning of Christmas. Special holidays like these mean just a little bit more when you've been through something or are currently going through really difficult times. Um, it seems to open your eyes even more to the things that really don't matter and the things that really do. I want to talk a little bit today about something that I really felt led to discuss. It's something that's been laid on my heart and that I've been having an especially difficult time with lately for some reason. Um, has anyone ever found themselves struggling to give God control when you feel like you're literally spinning your wheels because you're trying to control a certain situation on your own? It may be a situation that you're trying to handle or just something that you, you want to fix. I am a people pleaser by nature, um, and it bothers me so much when I feel like someone's upset with me, especially if I have no idea what I did to upset them. Or sometimes I feel like I have to tell my side of the story or defend myself in a situation that I know I've been wrongly accused of. These things just literally eat away at me. But the list goes on and on. But the truth is, sometimes you have to be fulfilled and confident in the fact that you can't control how others feel about you. And sometimes you have to just rest in the fact that God knows your heart and God knows the truth about all things and you just have to put it down. But where's the line drawn? Um, it's such a difficult journey to navigate because we've talked before about the importance of showing up and putting in the work. Um, we can't ask God to deliver us from depression when we continue to keep company with toxic people or fill ourselves with negative thoughts. We have to put in the work to better ourselves and make healthy decisions. Um, we used the example last week. You know, we can't 
We can't ask God to heal us from obesity or other health issues, but continue to put junk into our bodies. God works miracles, and we believe that, but we also have to do our part too. We live in a society that is constantly preaching self-help. You know, follow your heart. Do these things to make your life better. It's all up to you. And while there is truth in controlling your mindset and the effects of positive thinking, it's not really all up to you. Who even wants that weight on their shoulders anyway? I, I know I don't. So, so what do we do? When do we know that it's time to lay it down and fully surrender to God? I believe that the Holy Spirit lays on our hearts when it's time to let go. When it gets to the point where it is unhealthy or we begin to act irrationally in order to fix it. Or if you find that it's consuming your mind and your heart and it's taking away from time that we should be doing other things like studying scripture or praying. I believe in having a personal relationship with the Lord. Ask him, Lord, are you telling me to drop this and hand it over to you? Sometimes we find ourselves spinning our wheels and wasting energy when we could be spending that God-given energy to actually turn our wheels in another direction. Sometimes we just need to recognize that He is God and sit back and let God do what only He can do. I'm reminded of the story of Abraham. He was the king of controlling things. He had a vision that he was going to be the father of many nations, but he and his wife, Sarah, got to be pretty old and still didn't have any children. So he does what we often do, maybe a little more drastic than anything we've done personally, but he and Sarah decided that they're going to handle this on their own. He ends up sleeping with Hagar, a slave girl, and having a son with her, Ishmael. But he was not thinking clearly of the possible repercussions of his actions. And that is often what we don't consider when we decide on an outcome that we feel is best for the situation. We can only see what's laid out directly in front of us, but God sees the big picture. Abraham didn't think about Sarah literally hating Hagar for being able to give her husband what she couldn't. Can you imagine the type of strain that was on their relationship after he made the decision to go through with this plan? The Bible doesn't say this, but I can only imagine, you know, he was like, my bad. And he had to live every day with the resentfulness and the hurt that Sarah was living with. So he tries to fix that situation too. And he sends Hagar and his son away, which had other repercussions that ended up being a snowball effect, just growing and growing. Or another analogy, he just kept digging his hole deeper and deeper. How many times has that happened to you? I made this decision when taking things into my own hands. Oops, I didn't think about that. Now I have to fix this problem, which creates another problem and another. And all the while, I feel like God is literally just sitting back, shaking his head. Like, man, I wonder how long it's going to take her this time to drop it. Surrender to me. Give it to me and leave it alone. Usually it's either A, I've made a huge mess, or B, I've caused myself so much stress and anxiousness worrying about it, and it's still not even fixed. So all of this time and energy that I've spent worrying over this thing, and it's still not fixed. But had Abraham have just waited, waited for God to fulfill his promise, rather than thinking that he was taking too long and taking the matter into his own hands, God did fulfill his promise, and even though they were old as dirt, they gave birth to a son, Isaac, when God said that it was time. But if Abraham would have waited, he would have avoided all of that trouble. But 
one of the most beautiful parts of this story is that God shows that He works even when we mess things up, even when we muddle around and make a mess out of things because we try to take control, He still works for good. To some, Ishmael may have been considered a mistake, but not to God and not to his mother, Hagar. God loves Ishmael and protects him and makes him into a great nation. Sometimes we don't even get to defend ourselves or make our side of the story heard. Sometimes we do, and it doesn't even matter. We have to learn to let go and trust that God is in control. Another point that we have to realize is that sometimes the purpose is in the suffering. So many of us are not selfish people in our day-to-day lives. We give and we serve and we love, but when it comes to our suffering, we think, Lord, deliver me from this. Save me. Help me. We find it difficult to take a step back and realize that it's not always about us. Yes, God could end our suffering right now. He could fix it right now. But sometimes it's part of His plan and He is working. And we just have to stop getting in the way of that by trying to fix it on our own. It's not always just about us. In the book of Acts, Paul and Silas were beaten and thrown into prison for commanding an evil spirit to leave a slave girl in the city of Philippi. But her owners were apparently making a lot of money off of her gift as they saw it because it allowed her to be able to tell the future. So when their source of income was gone... They falsified charges against Paul and Silas, and they were thrown into prison. The jailer was under strict orders to watch them closely. So they were tucked into a cell in the very back of the prison, and their feet were chained to the wall. Even under the stress that this situation caused them, friends, Paul and Silas spent the night praying and singing hymns, praising their Lord. Then a violent earthquake shakes the earth. The cell doors are open and the chains break, setting them free. But Paul and Silas don't leave. When the jailer realizes what had happened, he asks the men how he too could be saved. Paul and Silas lead he and his family to Jesus and celebrate with them. See, I'm sure Paul and Silas would have loved to have taken control of the situation and to defend themselves to the judges saying, we're innocent. We did not do the things that we have been accused of. If they're anything like me, they would have been trying to call them and message them like, please talk to me. I need you to hear my side of the story. I'm sure when all this happened, it was so easy for the men to call out to God and say, why me? Please deliver me from this. I don't want to be beaten. I don't want to go to jail. But the beauty of this story is that it was through this suffering, through this hardship, and through this time that was very uncomfortable that God allowed someone else to be saved. Sometimes people seeing how we as Christians continue to love and serve even in the midst of our toughest times speaks louder than any Bible verse that we could post on social media, louder than the best sermon that a pastor can preach. Sometimes it's in these times that we wish that we could avoid, that others find eternity. Even when we can't see how this troubling thing, no matter how small, could be tied to anything related to heaven or eternity, we just have to let it go. Stop trying to fix it. Stop worrying about it. And understand that He is God and surrender. So when do we shift our mindset? When do we decide, instead of saying, deliver me from this, say, use me. Lord, use me in this time for your will. It's in this mindset shift that our whole outlook changes. 
We are allowed to crawl out of the state of anxiousness and sometimes depression with a sense of joy and excitement and knowing that we have a role to play in the advancement of His kingdom. So what are some tangible steps that we can take to actively choose surrender? Step one. Step one is to enter an act of receiving versus doing. So often we miss the miracle because we are so busy trying to fix and control things when all we really need to do is be still. Be still. Stay here and receive the blessing that God is working out for us. Step two is to follow in obedience. Rather than, again, trying to control situations the way we see or the way we think is best, we need to really pray that God will lead and then be ready and willing to obey. Sometimes that's the hardest part. Lord, give me direction. Yep, I don't like that. I think I'll do it this way instead. When we ask for direction or guidance, we have to be in the mindset and heart space ready to receive and obey. Step three is listening rather than speaking. Going back to step two, when we really enter into a place of prayer, we have to listen rather than trying to speak over God, truly taking the time in our busy lives to sit, be still, and to listen. Step four is probably the most difficult, but maybe the most important. Trusting. Resting in what is ahead rather than seeing and trying to control what is right in front of us. It is only when we are able to do these things that we fully surrender to Him. And it's only in complete surrender that we allow God to weave this beautiful tapestry that is our life and to walk out His promise for us. I know it's hard. I am living proof that sometimes God's plans for all our lives are not always sunshine and rainbows. But if we truly step back and think about how amazing this portion of our story is going to be one day, how we are going to be able to trace the lines of our story to someone else's journey to eternity. It makes it just a little bit easier. I'm praying that God grants you peace in that this Christmas season. I pray that you are able to soak up the beauty that is Christmas and the celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior, because it was with His birth, this life, in His resurrection, that all of the broken things of this world were made whole again, that all of the broken pieces of your life will be made whole again as well. Trust in that today, friend. I'm so glad that you could join us today. It's a short one, but it was something that was really laid on my heart. I hope that someone out there in this world feels God speaking to them because it was definitely laid heavily on my heart to bring these truths to you today. Find me on Facebook. Message me and tell me how I can pray for you specifically because prayer works. You just have to surrender. Dear Lord, thank you for seeing the big picture. Thank you for working all things for your good, even when we can't see the good right now. Help us to receive, help us to follow, to listen, and to trust. Give us the ability to discern when we need to act and put in the work and when we just need to sit back and give it to you. Help us to find peace in the act of surrender and to give up control when we want so badly to fix it. Lord, we pray today for those who are suffering. We pray for those needing a miracle, Lord. We know that you're in the miracle working business and you, Lord, are capable. Specifically on my mind and heart every day, Lord, as a sweet and precious baby in need of your miracle working power. 
Put your mighty hand on her precious body, Lord. Allow her complete healing so that she may live her life a walking testimony and a picture of your miracle-working power. Grant her parents and her family peace, Lord, and rest and the assurance that you are God. You are love, and you've got this. It is in your precious name we pray. Amen. Come back next week, friends, for a Christmas special. Don't worry, I won't be singing, but I can't wait to celebrate this wonderful season with you. See you then. Thank you so much, friend, for joining us today. Again, please join our Facebook community and let me know how I can pray for you. Also, if you could give our podcast a review, I would so much appreciate that. I'm tuning in every Wednesday for inspiration and encouragement as we work together to overcome challenges. Be an intentional sister in your pursuit of Jesus, even in the valley, so that when others see you, they'll know she is a warrior.